Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning. It is Wednesday, May 4th, and may the 4th be with you. 2022, you're listening to the Red Sea Roundup. Thank you for joining us this morning. I'm your host, Deacon Mike Beauvais. Today, as always, we have a great show planned for you. Uh, at the second part of our show, we're going to have a conversation with John Pachi, the director of Catholic Charities Central Texas. They just had their Creating Hope luncheon. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But we're also going to talk a little bit about what Catholic Charities does in our community and why they're so important. But as always, before we get to that, I want to welcome all our listeners here on KEDC 88.5 FM, Hearn, Bryan College Station. And also a shout out to our Central Texas listeners on KYAR 98.3 FM, Lorena Waco. And... Our listeners in Palestine on KINF 107.9 FM. Our show is live today, so if you have something that you'd like to share about what's going on in your parish, feel free to give us a call. The number is 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. I'm joined in the studio this morning by Dennis Maka. Dennis, morning. how are you doing? Doing very well. Doing very well today, Deacon Mike. I appreciate that. We're uh, making sure we're on for all of our stations, and it sounds like we're uh, working like clockwork, which is great. Last week, we had some issues with Palestine, but we had the wonderful volunteer, Mark Ryan, out there just came to our rescue, and thanks be to God, was able to go push the buttons needed to make everything work for us. So uh, shout out to him. Yes, it's uh, interesting to note uh we have the pledge drive going on in uh, our relevant radio uh, mm-hmm. programs. And uh, one of the reasons they have pledge drives is because there's a constant need to upgrade equipment, to repair equipment, <laughs> yeah, to buy new computers and all this. So um, it's a never-ending yeah. battle to stay on the air. It is. It is. So any support y'all give, uh, we really do appreciate it. We are able to do a lot of great things with that. We had a, a live broadcast at the St. Anthony's Bazaar and Homecoming here recently, uh, just this past weekend, and it was great, great turnout and just high energy and had a, an enjoyable time broadcasting live from there. So if y'all have Paris festivals and things that we can come to, and uh, promote the radio, but also promote your festival and everything that's great going on in your parish live on the air. Give us a call. Uh, you can do that on my cell phone, which is 979-255-2633, and we'd be glad to schedule it and come out your way. Yes. Uh, I was really, really happy to see the bazaar at St. Anthony's, uh, to have everybody out there again. Mm-hmm. And I think that added so much because we haven't be, been able to do it the last couple of years that, you know, everybody was so enthusiastic about 
It was. Being there. High energy. Yes, and you could really tell during the live auction, you know, people bidding against each other again. <laughs> and, you know, it, it changes things. It's, you know, and so it was really, really great to be out there uh, all together again. Yeah, it was very nice. So a lot of people were, were very eager. I'm like, aren't we in a recession? But people were very happy to support yes. the parish and... And, um, yeah, do a lot of great things. I think a cake went for $500. Yes. You know, it was great. An eight-inch cake, the, the person that makes it is just, just makes great, great cakes and sweets. And uh, it just is a way to support your fellow person, parishioner, and, and also the parish itself. So, yeah, let us know if we can come out and support your your parish and your efforts in any way. We're always happy to do that. But also just if you have something happening, to if you want to let people know so they can come out and participate, mm-hmm. give us a call and tell us about it and we can air it so that everybody can know what's going to be happening. Yes, yeah, certainly. You can go to uh, On Air Spots or what's going on on our website and that will be, uh, you click the uh, Your On Air Spots or if you go to the app, it's at the very bottom. You can do a public service announcement request. We can be... Very happy to put that on the air. Speaking of events, uh, I stopped by when we had the Victory Sports Clinic for girls and volleyball. And talk about participation. I was so impressed with the number of uh, not just the girls participating, but Mm -hmm. the coaches Mm -hmm. stepping up to help them. And uh, tell you what, not only do the uh, little girls had skills in yeah, volleyball, yeah. I was impressed with the coaches. Yeah, yeah, we had a great coaching staff. We had a couple of Aggie vo- volleyball players came out to both coach and talk to the girls about their experience. And, and uh, one in particular shared her faith life as well. Uh, she attends St. Mary's Catholic Center here in College Station. But, uh, you know, if you're in the Waco area or the Palestine area, uh, buckle up because it sounds like it may be coming your way. We we just have to finish launching our first seasons here in the Bryan College Station area, but every indication is that this is going to break big into other areas. So uh, Victory Sports is about integrating our lives in with our Catholic faith, and a lot of people's lives uh, have a lot of involvement in sports. And so we're teaching kids and families the, the, the about the virtues and beauty of the faith through the virtues and beauty of sport. Yeah, but we had a great clinic participation. Uh, we were aiming for 40 uh, as our max number to, to max it out. We had 41, and it was great. It was really nice to see the active gym. They learned about trust and the divine mercy, trust not only in Jesus, but trusting one another and trusting their fundamentals. And so we've got more activities to come. Yes. Uh, we are going to have, uh, we had the volleyball clinic yep. for. Uh, and girls, we're going to have a basketball clinic for both girls and boys. Two different clinics. Yes. On this Saturday, this Saturday, registration is open now. We're uh, having a, a boys and girls separate clinics. The The girls clinic is at 9 a.m. at the St. Joseph Catholic School um, gym from 9 to 1130. Uh, girls ages 6 to 12. All skill levels and, and positions are, are welcome to come. Uh, then on the same day, this Saturday, May 7th, uh, 1.30 to 4 p.m. is the boys' clinic in the St. Joseph High School gym as well, boys ages 6 to 12. And uh, registrations are filling up. 
that we doubled our registration from one day to the next. So we know it's really catching fire and um, we're hoping to have max max capacity at these clinics as well. Are we still capping it at 40? We are. We're going to cap it at 40 for each, boys and girls. And um, we may go over a little bit just for overage because some might not come. But, yeah, if you want to get involved, go now to victoryyouthsports.org. Click on registration and you can click there. What's what's really great is we appreciate uh, families, large families. And uh, if you have multiple participants, then there is a discount from $25 to 10 for that next participant. Or if you've already participated as a girl in one of the the volleyball clinic, you can also register for 10. We're really wanting to get the word out and and fill these up. So it's it's a great deal for families. And I heard that we're also going to have a clinic for flag football. We are. We are. And did you hear that you're going to be a coach at that clinic? Uh, You don't want that. (laughs) I'm getting far too old. The last time I did anything involving a football, I dislocated a finger. Well, here's an incentive for everybody. Deacon Mike and I will not be coaching the flag football clinic. So there's a good incentive for you. This should up participation dramatically. (laughs) That's going to be on May 14th. It's going to be at the St. Joseph Athletic Complex just north of Bryan. They've got a really nice football field out there. And we're going to have a football clinic for boys, flag football clinic. And once again, we are registering now at victoryyouthsports.org. And if you participate as a boy in uh, one clinic, or if you have your little sister or big sister participate in one of the others, you can you can register for ten dollars. Yeah, and so it's it's a steal because that T-shirt alone costs that basically that much. So um, we're we're really wanting to introduce people to what we're doing, and that's not all. But we're actually going to be starting within the next hopefully couple of weeks registering for the full first full season of volleyball and flag football. So we're looking at three different age levels. We're hoping to have a, a team of boys and girls at each of those age levels. So each of the area parish teams will have um, possibly six six teams to compete against the other parishes and, and one another. And so uh, stay tuned for that. That Save the date. That's going to be happening come mid-August into, into uh, no, early November. Yes, and I, I love the idea of Victory Sports, the fact that we're building communities through mm-hmm. sports, but also a little bit of competition. It is going to be very competitive. So if your league that you're in now or you've been used to working with isn't very competitive and you want to be able to learn some more skills, not only in the sport, but also in your faith life, save the date. Uh, and if you're about to register for any other clinics or any other um any other city leagues or any other, uh, you know, youth leagues, you know, consider giving us a shot, you know, um, because we're very excited. We're going to have great, great coaching staff and great, uh, a great time. Right. And if you're interested, go ahead, go online, sign up and. Uh, mm-hmm. For the clinics now. For the clinics and, now. And save the date for the next uh, two to three weeks. We have to put the registration and everything together um, for the uh, actual seasons, and it'll be an eight-week season with a championship. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty cool. No participation trophies. You have to win no. to get a championship yeah, trophy. Yeah, and that's what life's about. Even the faith, you've got to work hard, and, and you don't always win. Well, and you've got to learn to, to, to keep on fighting the good fight. 
St. Paul was a big proponent of equating our faith life to sports because it's all about striving. One of my favorite, not the favorite Bible passage, but one that always makes me chuckle is when uh, it was St. Peter and uh, I think it was St. John were running to the tomb. Yes. And they always make a note, the one who outran the other. And I, I just laugh because there was just competitive nature yes. amongst the, the apostles from the very beginning. Well, that and the joke I heard is that, uh, you know, John outruns Peter and Peter turns to him and says, well, no one's ever going to know about this. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show you. You know what my joke is? You know why he ran faster? Why? The Holy Spirit was with him. Uh, he had a paraclete. <laughs> Is this one of your dad jokes? That's one I made up all by myself. Okay. And I just put it on the air. Uh, one other thing before we go to break. Uh, <laughs> we usually have a saint of the day yeah. feature. And uh, yesterday we had an interesting feast day. We celebrated the feast of saints Philip and James. Other than being apostles, they have nothing in common. Normally, you know, we expect to have a saint's feast day, but this time we have two saints, mm -hmm. and um, St. James, of course, is James the Less, uh, to differentiate him from the brother of uh, uh, John, mm -hmm. the sons of Zebedee, and he's normally referred to as a brother of the Lord. He was the one who was in charge of Jerusalem who was also the first of the apostles to be killed for the faith. Mm. And so Philip went on to uh, evangelize uh, in the East, and um, he also, of course, was uh, martyred. But in the early church, the only saints that were usually honored were Peter and John and Andrew, who, of course, brought Peter to Jesus. And so it wasn't until the 6th century that the remains of James and Philip were brought to Rome, and they happened to be brought to Rome on the same day and placed in the basilica. So the church started having a commemoration of their remains being brought. How about that? And so we have been celebrating their feast day together since then. So interesting little tidbit. But uh, I find our faith so fascinating because there's always something else that we learn about it. Now, we're going to go to break. And as promised, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Mr. John Pachi, the director of Catholic Charities Central Texas. Stay tuned for that. We will see you on the other side. And we are back. As promised in a moment, we're going to be talking with Mr. John Pachi, the director of Catholic Charities Central Texas. You're listening to the Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Deacon Mike Bovey. And we just 
this last week had the uh, Creating Hope Luncheon, which is the main fundraiser for uh, Catholic Charity Central Texas. And again, coming out of the COVID pandemic, weren't able to do this the way it should be done until right. this year. So uh, it was wonderful. Uh, and um, I really like the fact that Catholic Charities always tries to get you in and out on time which for me is a big thing. Yes. So, John, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you, Deacon Mike. Great to see you. And thank you, Red Sea, and everyone here for giving this opportunity to talk about Catholic Charities. Well, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is uh, because, you know, uh, anytime you're talking about charity, uh, one of the things that you consider is, you know, uh, what is the economy like? You know, mm-hmm. how much can people afford to give? Right. But the flip side of that is always the worse the economy is, the more need there is. Right. So it's this uh, it's paradox. Yeah. Paradox, <laughs> yes. And yeah. so it's always helpful to remind people that when we're least able to give is usually the time that it's most needed. Right. And so, um, but before we go into Catholic Charities, Wanted to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about your faith history, okay? Because your yeah, your job is basically living your faith, yes. you know. And so, how did you get there? You know, yeah. what was your faith life like as a child and yeah. growing up, and how did you get end up here? Well, I was baptized right, you know, right after birth as a Catholic, and um, you know, <clears throat> grew into the faith through my parents' leadership. You know, taking me to church, I was. You know, you talked about the competition in the last segment, and I was the youngest of five children, so I know what it takes to compete. (laughs) And let me tell you, it does teach life lessons. It it really does. So um, leadership from them bringing me to Mass, um, I became an altar boy and did that for three years. Really learned um, a lot about the inner work. It was was. It was, I'll say the word cool. It was cool to be an altar boy because, you know, I get to see all behind the scenes of what happens in Mass. So... A lot of fun with that. Um, my father, God rest his soul, he, he um, a- after retirement, did a lot at the church. He was the, one of the money counters. And so, um, you know, moving forward with my faith, I, I, I admittedly um, fell off, fell out for a while, uh, right, right after uh, college. And um, I was working uh, professionally. At, at, um, I was in the golf business at the time and decided this is not what I want to do any longer. And so I reestablished my faith, went to confession, went to mass, and faith took over me. And, and not too long after that, I met my future wife in church at the same church that we used to go to school back in elementary school and hadn't seen each other for a number of years. So um, I, I truncated that story, but, but my faith brought me to get to, to meet my wife. This is one of the things I always find fascinating is that, you know, in hindsight, we see God's hand working in our lives. Right. As we're going through it, everything seems like, you know, well, this is, you know, just the way life is. Yes. There's no plan. It just happens that way. In hindsight, that's never the case. <laughs> it's never the case. No, there's always a plan. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, how did you end up at Catholic Charities? Yeah. So as I said, you know, professionally, I was doing one thing and then I shifted into the financial services, did that professionally. 
in the for-profit world is always for-profit um, as, as employed. And um, again, my faith was always there, always on the forefront. And my passion of what I was doing wasn't as high, right, as intense. And many people go through that yes. in professional. So um, did some, some searching and did some prayer, did some, some you know, discernment. I, got for, I was fortunate enough to talk to my pastor at the Catholic Church that I was a member of to talk about professional. I happened to see him off the side, you know, not at Mass or after Mass, and I said, I'd like to sit down and talk to you about my career. And so um, about a month later, I attended the Creating Hope Luncheon at Catholic Charities, not as an employee, as a, as a witness, as you were and Dennis was and everyone else the other day. And that was in 2017. And what I heard there was, um, you know, they do something about the needy, like you said, that there's always that need out there. And what I heard was um, motivating, inspiring, and I said, I need to be a part of this. And, and I can walk my, my faith in my profession and combine the two. And I, I think that if you are working in something related to your faith, it becomes less of a job and more of a vocation. And I think that, you know, it helps us focus mm-hmm. on what is truly worthwhile. Correct. And so I always uh, am fascinated, you know, to find people that um, have chosen to implement their faith into their professional life. And they're happier people. I don't know what it is, but yes. they are. Yes. By, by and large, I'm a happier person because of it. And I think, you know, look, ser- we search as humans for happiness, you know, mm. a bottle of water makes us happy just for that moment. Cause we were thirsty, but mm. you know, true happiness is living the faith and being able to do that in my profession. Yes. It makes me happy. It also, um, I'll, you know, we, it's a lot of work to build this, this luncheon that we did. Mm. And, and we were very happy to see everyone there and the fruits of that work. Right. And someone asked me, um, are you feel like you're rested now that it's over? <laughs> I said, well, there was probably a part of me that was tired, but but the part of the other part of me that wasn't tired because I was it was not it's a vocation. It doesn't feel like that work now. Is it easy? Is it no? It, it's it's work. But but at the same time, we know what we're doing for the people in our community of Brazos Valley is the better of it when we do this type of work. So you, that that that's what you're saying is true. Is it's a vocation, not just this dredge you know drudgery of a job. It's it's. It's life, living faith, and I'm, I'm just blessed, very blessed and thankful every day. I always make a point to try to differentiate between the concept of happiness and joy, because mm-hmm. happiness most of the time is momentary. Mm-hmm. As you said, yes. you drink a bottle of water, you're happy, um, had water. Yeah. Joy, even if our life is stressful and you know we're going through something, joy is constant. You feel that joy, yes. and I think this is the difference between a job and a vocation. Yes. A job may bring you momentary happiness. A vocation will f- bring joy to your life. No less stressful, no <laughs> less difficult, but you know you are where you're supposed to be. Correct, correct. And we made a conscious decision to move here last year when I took this role you know, from, fin- from uh, Finance Stability Director. So, yes, uh, it's been joyful. It's joyful to meet people like yourselves, like Dennis, everyone we meet. Along the way, as I do this, oh man, you know that that makes it all worthwhile. The great people in the community. 
And uh, this is one thing that, uh, you know, fascinates me about your job because um, your job, you ha- have to, in effect, be a bit of an extrovert. Uh, you have bit. to be able to reach out uh, to people. But it brings such great joy, especially when you meet people that get the point of what you're trying to do at Catholic Charities right. and are supportive of that. Yes. And so I think, you know, when again, looking at uh, the Creating Hope Luncheon, the people there were there because they understood there's a need and they wanted to be there. Now, not everybody's capable of contributing, right. but <clears throat> even the support helps because they can tell other people about the need. Yes, yes. There's there's that, you know, time, treasure, talents. And uh, if you do one of those three, we're, we're going to benefit. Our community will benefit. Mm. Yes. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, we hear the word Catholic Charities, mm-hmm. the words Catholic Charities all the time. But some of our listeners may not be aware of all the things that Catholic Charities does. And the first thing we need to clarify is, who does Catholic Charities help? Yes, we serve anyone in need. There you go. Yeah, doesn't matter, faith, race, yes. ethnicity, doesn't matter. No, no circumstances, we don't ask. We serve anyone in need in our, in our Brazos Valley community. And I think this is important to note, you know, because when you tell somebody, go to Catholic Charities, well, I'm not Catholic. Well, they don't care. Right. Just go. Yes, just go. Just come see us. That's right. Now, um, what are some of the services that you provide to the people that come to Catholic Charities? Yes. So we have six programs that run out of our office and, you know, out of Catholic Charities. So financial stability, where we help people stay housed on the verge of eviction, help with utility assistance, pay their utility bills, keep the lights on, you know, children can study, continue their life. And um, that makes a huge difference in in dignity and just moving on with life. We case manage families to do that. Um, The immigration legal services help people to advance in that um, legalization process. It's all, you know, to help people if they are looking to get through that citizenship regimen, um, that's the help that they receive at, at a very affordable cost compared to you know the private sector that offers that service. Um, St. Michael's Veterans Program, very similar with financial stability, offering veterans and their dependents um, for the financial services like rent, utilities, mortgage, and um, auto repairs to help them, you know, continue their work and make an income. They need a vehicle, right? So the, that's a great program for the veterans that we support. And um, counseling services, the mental health, big need, as we know, especially coming in, you know, through the pandemic, out of the pandemic, offering, you know, if you can't get there into our office, we offer virtual therapy as well. And um, specializing in all kinds of, you know, mental health needs. And our St. Gabriel Pregnancy and Parenting Program, and that's for um, parents who have uh, children from zero, you know, expecting up to three, that life um, lessons, life skills are taught, uh, materials are distributed to them, helps with their family household savings by providing that. And they earn a lot of, uh, or they, they learn a lot about parenting and about life skills and getting children a healthy start to life. That is one program, and I want to touch on all of them a little bit, but uh the uh, Gabriel Project. Mm-hmm. 
so many times uh, the pro-life movement is knocked because, you know, all you're concerned about is the unborn child. Mm -hmm. Well, Catholic Charities is the answer to that charge. No, we are there during the pregnancy, after the birth, up to three years to provide new parents or even parents with several children the skill set to take care of those children yes. in the best way possible. And so, you know, true pro-life, that's no what doubt. it is. That's, that's exactly what it is, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just always so happy to be able to tell people, you know, when somebody challenges you, just point to Catholic Charities. Just, Thank you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can provide that. And, and you know, those families that come to, to that program, they can receive financial stability if they need a little help with the rent or utilities, right? Right. Um, mental health therapy, they can do that yes. too, access that too. So yes. it's good that we have those available on multiple facets. Well, and it's almost a whole life project. It is. You yes. know, you have, you know, n- newborns, you have mothers, you have uh, people in any stage of life needing mental health issues or financial assistance. Right. And then you have veterans programs. And so it's almost all the stages of life are covered yeah. in the services that you provide. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, like St. Michael's Veterans is a good example of sub-programs within. So they, they do group support where they, you know, meet through Zoom, things like that. So it's, yes. it's really effective for, you know, the entirety of the, yes. the help. want to remind our listeners again, you're listening to the Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Deacon Mike Bovey. And we're talking to the director of Catholic Charities Central Texas Mr. John Pachi. Now, one of the other programs that uh, was highlighted at the Creating Hope Luncheon is the counseling services provided by Catholic Charities. And um, I was so impressed by the speaker that you had talking about their journey through this program and how effective it was in her life. But the interesting part was this took place during COVID. Yes. And it wasn't a... uh, able to be done in person. Correct. So the first time she met the counselor that was dealing with her was at the Creating yes. Hope Luncheon, <laughs> which was absolutely wonderful. It was great. Yeah. And, uh, but this is the kind of services that mm-hmm. Catholic Charities provides, and especially the mental health side of things in our culture today is so, so important. And, you know, if there's anything that we have a great shortage of, it's aid for people struggling with various degrees of mental struggles, you know, yes. depression, um, these sort of things. And there's not enough counselors in the world to right. take care of right now right. of this. So this is another service that Catholic Charities provides that is so vital. Vital. Very important to our community because, you know, Anna was the speaker and she's a perfect example of someone who was, um, as you said, the depressed, the dark side of life and mm. thought everything would be great, you know, long-term marriage. And that went, you know, south. And all the struggles that many people who are listening that day either may have gone through themselves or know somebody that did. And that's, that's the impact that's made. And, and, and so that permeates throughout our community when someone like that receives the help that they were looking for and being done virtually like that and successful virtually, that's important. And, and, um, not to go off of that story, but, you know, that our virtual therapy has been offered before COVID. You know, we, yes. we were doing that before, and, and so we were ready and set up, and I think that helps, too. Yeah. Well, uh, this is one of the things that, uh, again, you know, uh, 
we hear horror stories about Zoom meetings, which have, yeah. you know, large numbers of people, half of which nod off or change their picture so you don't see them <laughs> nodding off. But <laughs> the flip side of that is the one-on-one -on -one Zoom mm -hmm. meetings where you can have counseling sessions one-on-one -on -one, and you have the ability, people don't have to travel. You don't right. have to have a car. You don't have to, uh, you know, move from one town to the next to uh, do this. And it's possible to do this and as, um, yeah. and said it was so effective in her life and exactly so just being able to offer that is yes. such a blessing it is a blessing and you know the technology is a blessing in that regard yes yes, yes. it's a good use of it and but uh having the foresight to implement yeah. this and uh utilize the technology that's available is you know so impressive but again you know all this you have to have the infrastructure you have to have broadband you have to have all these things uh you know yes to make that possible sure yeah we're not profit we're also running a business and we need exactly. infrastructure yes. and, and and the support that we receive you know the other day and throughout the year provides that to us too yes now um one of the other things i wanted to touch on is um immigration help mm -hmm. for legalization and uh i think that you know we have so much in the news about immigration uh, and uh, sadly so much disinformation. Mm -hmm. But what I uh, like about Catholic Charities' approach to this is we're striving to allow people to do this legally. Correct. To go through the steps that they have to go through in order to be here legally. Absolutely. And um, I think, you know, it is so important, you know, when people are looking for a better way of life. Right. If they want to do it the right way, and we're providing the help to do that. Absolutely. I think back, that, so I'm, I'm second generation Sicilian, and I think my grandparents came through Ellis Island. And I don't know what that looked like. I don't know the process. I didn't talk to them about that. I was a little, you know, runt walking around when they were around. So I didn't have a chance to ask. But Seriously, it's it it is that it's getting through that that legalization and and uh, you know he was able to open his own barber shop and you know, do all that because he became a citizen after leaving Sicily. So, it that that really is a good connection for me and and I believe in our our um, immigration legal services through that knowledge of of my lineage and my family and um, that's what we're doing. Yes, we're, we're we're getting people help to navigate through that you know very murky system right and and um that they need that help and that's what we're doing and uh i think again this is from a catholic social justice perspective is always we help the person in front of us yes the person that comes to us with help if we're capable of doing so we help and this is one of the ways that we can do this and do something for again the entire family because yeah. rarely do these people come by themselves. That's correct. Yes, the entire family benefits from this. And um, I, I'll say it one more time, the community benefits. It permeates. Yes. Yeah. And um, now the last thing I wanted to talk about is the St. Michael Veterans mm -hmm. Program. And uh, this is, if I'm correct, one of the newer programs for Catholic Charities. How did this come about? Yeah, so this rolled out, uh, I want to say in 2018 is when this started, um, and we did a, a grand opening, if you will, on a, on a Saturday at our office here in Bryan. And, um, you know, we had people there speaking, and, and you know, our, our mayor of Bryan spoke, and 
it was a great liftoff. And how it came about is that just what it is. It's supporting veterans. There's a, there's a need for that part of the, our society that come out of, of uh, being deployed or um, maybe don't even have to be deployed, but they're affected by, you know, whatever they're affected by, all the situations that we know of. And um, so Sarah Ramirez, our, our executive director, decided we need to, to, to go in that direction and, and see what, what we can do to help our, support our veterans with a specific program. And that's what we did. And um, I, like I said, it's, yeah, it's like you said, I mean, it's, it's the newest of our programs. Yes. Now, what kind of help do you provide mm-hmm. the veterans when they come in? Yeah. So um, same story, you know, holistic intake, understand the full needs um, and develop that relationship from case manager with family. So the specific assistance needs um, with rent and mortgage, you know, to keep them housed, help them stay housed. Um, Auto repairs, and that keeps them going, keeps them on the road and being able to, you know, make the transportation happen, whatever they have to transport, whether it's their kids to school or work, we can help them with with those um, auto repairs. And um, as I said, you know, there's group supports too. Groups of veterans can get together and learn financial education, learn about, you know, what their struggles are and common struggles and talk about it. And, and people um, of veterans and dependents of veterans benefit from that. And that can be done virtually, just as we talked about with the mental health side of it, too. And, of course, they also benefit from any of the other programs that we can, um, you know, they can access. One of the things that I found uh, enlightening is when you think of veterans, you don't really think of them needing, you know, medical help. Yes, you can. That's but financial aid, which is kind of sad to me that mm-hmm. you know, veterans are having to come and look for financial aid yes. after they have left the military. But it is impressive that Catholic Charities saw this need and stepped into the yeah. breach to help with that. Absolutely, and you know, we had a financial stability program in place, and then the recognition of veterans that were signing up for that program was like, well, take a, take a step back and say, okay, can we directly help these veterans with their own, with our own program, with their own program? And um, that's, that's, that's the impetus of that. Now, um, in the past year, um, you know, the need I'm assuming has gone up in part due to COVID, but also in part due to other factors, economy and things like this. Oh yeah. So, um, how many families were you able to help this past year? Yeah, so over the past year, we've helped nearly 1,500 families in the Brazos Valley. Right. And that's with all of our services, you know, whether they access multiple services or just one serve, over uh, almost 1,500 families. And uh, are you always able to help everyone that comes to Catholic Charities in one way or another? We don't have a, the capacity to help everyone that comes, right? Um, and that's where, you know, our, our local support gives us the advantage to help people, continually help people and help more. Uh, and we do want to, you know, we, we always know that we don't have the opportunity to do enough or do, you know, we want to do more. But I do say this, we do have a service that we provide and it's, it's simple. It's, it's a resource service. We, we, we keep our resources, our community resources. I keep partnerships with all the nonprofits around uh, the Brazos Valley, you know, keeping connection. And 
We provide a list of resources, a comprehensive list of resources. In fact, it's on our website, too, in PDF form, so that someone can access another that they didn't even think of, you know, another agency or, you know, a nonprofit and, or, or any kind of help. And um, so I think, you know, I know that that's a service, too, that we can provide. It's, it's not a no. It, it's, right. a, it's a – at this time, we're not able to. I really, you know, would but love you to have this. Can. Yeah, yes. here's somebody that can. And, and sometimes making the phone call f- with them and for them could, could uh, give them that advantage, too. Again, I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Deacon Mike Bovey, and we're talking to the director of Catholic Charity Central Texas, Mr. John Pachi. And um, we've been talking about, you know, some of the programs available through Catholic Charities and how Catholic Charities is so vital to our community and helping these families, 1,500 families. 1,500 a lot. (laughs) Yes, it is. But also the fact that the need keeps increasing. Yes. The more families that you have coming through as the need, the more resources you need in order to do that, which is why you have the Creating Hope Luncheon. Yes. And I love the theme, uh, the theme this year, Do Something, something. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. uh, which, you know, is basically a call to arms. Yeah, Don't just is. sit there. Do something. It is. Yes. 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 And, uh, but is it possible for people to contribute to Catholic Charities if they didn't go to the Creating uh, Hope Luncheon? Absolutely they can, yes. Uh, how would course. they go about that? <laughs> yeah, so um, we have it set up to where they can um, go on our website at cctx.org, okay? And there's a giving tab right there that you can make it the donation towards that, that uh, luncheon event that we had. Um, also, you can call us. If you, you know, if you have more information that you need about, don't, you know, don't making your donation and giving support, you can call us at 979-822-9340 and hit option zero on that call. So 979-822-9340, options, uh, yeah, and option zero, and our website. Now, um, is there a way that you can contribute to certain programs over others or— Sure. You can always designate your, your, your support to a specific program. We love that. Um, you know, we have a general and uh, what you can support, and you can also support a specific program or two. So yeah. if someone feels that they would like to support the veterans program. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Do that or the counseling, counseling program. Yes. And so you can choose options as to what program you specifically would like to contribute to or in general just Catholic Charities you decide – where you need right, the money, right? And and I really um, love the the setup that's offered as as a friendship level um, support, where you can commit to five years, and um, at a thousand a year, and that's eighty three bucks a month, and really broken down, it's two dollars and seventy five cents a day that you can be a friend's uh, donor for uh, Catholic charities. And that, of course, really helps the budgeting because you know you have so much money coming in, then. It's much easier to say, yes, we can help here rather than, well, hopefully if we get another donation, yeah. <laughs> we can help. Otherwise, not so much. Yes, that's sustainable. Yes. Giving is very important for our budgeting purposes throughout the terms, yes. Now, um, as you um, have gotten your feet wet at yeah. Catholic Charities <laughs> now, and um, um, what do you see as the greatest need 
mm. in our area that perhaps you're not addressing yet? Yeah. Um, I believe that there's, and some people may think this is a modest need, but it's really important, the transportation need. Um, you know, I, I worked at Catholic Charities for almost four years in Austin, and they have the public transportation system, and many of the clients access that public transportation system. Our building was near the bus stop, so that helped a lot. Um, here, it's a little different, right? We right. know that. The infrastructure is yes. different. The, the, mm -hmm. the whole topography is different. All, everything's different. And so, um, but I do see that there's an issue with that uh, as an unmet need. Um, I, I hear calls come in. Do you all help with, you know, uh, uh, city transportation? Do you all have passes, bus passes, things like that? We had one, uh, we're, our office is in Bryan, <clears throat> not too far from downtown Bryan, and we had a client walk from mid-college station to our office for help. Now, we didn't know at the time they were right. going to be doing that. They yes. showed up for the appointment yes. and, and notified that case manager. Yeah. But that, takes, that makes you take a step back and think there is a transportation need that's unmet. Um, and I also think not so much on the unmet side, but, but there's a plethora of financial need. And I think that's, you know, more and more um, increasing with the inflation, gas prices, all that, yes. that, that, that is hitting everyone. Yes, but especially those with limited income when suddenly your yes. transportation costs doubled because gasoline doubled. Correct. Uh, it certainly puts a major crimp on your budget, and now you having to decide, do we eat or do we put gas in the car? Yes. Which is yeah. a challenge. So yeah. I don't foresee your uh, need going down anytime no. soon. No, so that, that you know, again— to, to say it again, that, that support we received from our community, the support, the support we received the other day, um, you know, we re it, 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 it's truly going to make us continue to help and, and give more help. Um, we had a, a donated amount called a leadership gift amount before the event happened. And so that's your community out there that set the goal, set the bar. And it, it was $54,000. It was fifty three nine ninety, and Deacon Frank threw ten dollars in. <laughs> fifty four thousand. Thank you, Deacon Frank. <laughs> yes, so uh, we really appreciated that. It's a round number, and in all seriousness, that's the bar. Yeah. So you know, people out there, you hear that, and and we're just ten thousand shy of that goal that was set by your your fellow community. So if you could, you know, help us out, like I said, call us at the number and go to our website. It, it'll continue um, supporting us. Now, one of the other things I wanted to talk about in the last 10 minutes we have is giving day. Giving day, yes. Uh, uh, one of these things, when people hear giving day, what the uh, first thought in their head is, well, they're asking me to give something. Right. But for Catholic Charities, is exactly the opposite. <laughs> How is. do you run giving day? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, that, I love the giving days um, because, you, you know, you get to be on the ground with everyone. And it's a drive-through setup. They drive through. We're distributing materials such as diapers and hygiene kits, cleaning supplies. And to see the families drive up with their kids in tow in the back and all the smile. I mean, it's just a joy. It's a great event, you know, and, and, and we've been blessed. God, thank, thank God for the wonderful weather we've had every time we've held one of these. And so um, we're going to continue to have those. And um, the, the, one of the first ones we did in April of last year replaced the luncheon because of 
you know, the pandemic was still going on. So we didn't want to do the luncheon and we replaced it. So there was some giving of from the community in that. But now moving forward, those giving days is us giving back to the community. But I also think that, you know, uh, it's when you have the giving days, yeah. it's nice for people that want to contribute. Absolutely. To come just to see the whole thing and hear, take a check. Yes. And move we, on. We, we would take that too, of yes. course, in that day. But we really want to emphasize that we're giving support to our community in that way. Mm-hmm. And we're using some of those those donations to do that. And, of course, you make sure that there's a Catholic bumper sticker on the back of the car before you hand anything out, right? <laughs> Not exactly, no. <laughs> red Sea bumper sticker. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, it has to have a Red Sea bumper sticker. But, uh, no, the, this, again, is the wonderful Anyone. thing of yep. Catholic Charities when they have their giving day. Anybody in the community Anyone. can drive through. You don't ask, do you really need this no. or anything like this. You drive through. What do you need? Here you go. Yes. And it, sometimes it's a friend, you know, of that family that needs it. I'm not the one in need. They, they tell you, you know, yeah. that's okay. Here yes. you go. Here you go. Yeah. We don't ask. Uh, so um, as we near the end of the interview, I would like for you to just give us a little bit of an idea of what your hopes are for Catholic mm-hmm. Charities Central Texas. Yeah, Central Texas in the Brazos Valley. That's my focus. And um, love it, this community. Been here over a year and a half now. And um, the, the thing I'm looking forward to is our growth pattern, meaning, yes, we need the support to continue that growth, but the growth pattern of more people to serve more people, if that makes sense. Right. And like I talked about earlier, the capacity we have is limited. Uh, funds to give out sometimes is limited, right? Or is always limited. It doesn't matter how much you have. It's always limited, right? (laughs) It's never that endless bucket of money. Um, So my vision is to um, make us stand out as the go-to charity of choice here in Brazos Valley. Um, Not from a competitive standpoint. I don't mean it that way. I mean that you know, first thought of mine, I'm going to call Catholic Charities for that mental health session that I'm looking for, or I'm about to have a, uh, you know, a, a new child, and I know we could use this support and help in life skills classes. I'm going to call Catholic Charities. Um, we are we are known, but we want to be known more, right. and that's my vision to to really expand that. And doing it here on the on Red Sea Radio is is part of that support. We you know really want to thank y'all for that, Dennis and and your crew. Um, been amazing support for us. Now, one last thing is, um, do you need volunteers? Yeah, we can always use volunteers. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic, we, we put a pause on that, <clears throat> but, um, we have volunteer needs that, um, calling clients that call us and leave messages, you know, that those, we, we get, we do get a lot number of calls. Sure. So that's always good to help or good for help. Um, packaging those, those diapers and hygiene kits, um, you know, we have staff that does that, you know, in their spare time, if you will. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, in, in all seriousness, everybody pitches in to do that. But volunteer help for that, tremendous, because that allows more freedom for the case managers to, you know, do more work for their clients. Now, you have a wonderful building there on Cabot. Uh, yeah. But uh, any vision of outgrowing that? Outgrowing that, yeah. So um, we, we, we will, and we're having, we're, we're looking at plans for that. So it's funny you ask. Those those are um, on our horizon as we plan for our fi- our fiscal year start every July. So um, we're looking at those um, needs 
of growth and how we're going to fit it into that building. That, like you said, beautiful right. building. However, we could we could grow it. Yes, yeah. especially if you increase in-person counseling and yes. these sort of things, classrooms and all the things that you do. Yes. Always nice to have enough room to do this nice to comfortably. Have. Nice to have. And, and, you know, again, without the support of the community, uh, we couldn't even be thinking of that right now. Uh, as we come to the end of the show, we've only got five minutes left. Refresh us on the website and phone number. You bet. So the website is cccx, like a xylophone, dot org, cccx.org. You could call us at 979-822-9340 and press option zero. That's 979-822-9340, option zero. Now, if somebody wants to volunteer, if they call that number. Same number. Same number. You bet. Uh, is it still option zero or go for the zero? Go for the zero. <laughs> there you go. Uh, as I said, uh, I, I'm so impressed with everything that the Catholic Charities does in our community. Thank you. And I was also impressed with the turnout for the uh, Creating Hope Luncheon and especially the enthusiasm yeah. that was in the room. Uh, everybody was happy to be there, happy to support Catholic Charities. Uh, we had the vicar general there yeah. to speak for the bishop because the bishop wasn't available. Right. And um, But the support the diocese provides Catholic charities is sure. wonderful also. That's a great point. Yes. And uh, so, but also it's important that Catholic charities exists because this is the driving force of the church is charity, love. Yes. That, and so exactly. uh, I think it's wonderful that we have that. Um one of the things that um, in our community, we tend to see Bryan College Station as a fairly wealthy community, uh, especially when you look at some of the houses going up and things mm -hmm. like this. We tend not to realize that there's also the flip side to this. Yes. And Catholic Charities exists because there is a flip side. Correct. There are individuals out there that are not as well off as a lot of us are. Yeah. And, and there, there's a cycle of poverty out there. Yes. And we're trying to end that cycle of poverty as best we can. Yes. And uh, again, this is one of the wonderful things about Catholic Charities. It's not just a handout. No. It's not here you go. Not at all. Better luck next time. Correct. It's let's see if we can fix this yes. permanently so that you don't have to come. Yes. And from some of the stories I've heard, a lot of times the people that have been helped by Catholic Charities come back to help Catholic charities when their life situation has changed. You're right. That, that, is, that is a fact. And Absolutely. I think, if anything, that is the success of Catholic charities. The fact that you can have people that come to you looking for help that then end up helping others because <laughs> of the help they have received. It's, it's, it is. It's one of the top of the heaps of the stories that, that you can tell. And, and, and it really is truly... Amazing to to see that happen in per, you know in real life. I didn't I never thought of that when I joined Catholic that 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 would exist. Yeah. And then when I saw that, it, it was like wow, that is really fascinating. Yeah. And uh, so this is a reminder for our listeners: when you support Catholic charities, you are not only supporting Catholic charities, but you are helping people that have been helped by Catholic charities. That's right. Support Catholic charities. Absolutely. Yes, that's true. And uh, you know, all of us 
at some point or another in our life need help for one reason or another. You bet. And it's always a good reminder that when we have the opportunity to help out, we should take it. Yes. Because we may be in the situation where we need that help. Yeah. And yeah. It, it needs to be available. It needs to be available and, and we're always there, you know, for that, one way or another. Yep. Uh I want to thank you very much for being willing to come on the show again. Anytime. And talk about this. Thank you. Um because I do honestly believe this is one of the very important things in our community, and yeah. most people don't know about it or they're confused about sure. what Catholic Charities <laughs> is. So uh, it's important to let people know. Uh, so thank you very much for being on the show and uh, clarifying some of these things. Yeah. And um, also, I hope that our listeners feel it in their heart that, hey, this is something that we really need to support. Yeah. And um, as uh, we were talking, you know, there is a need out there. It's a big need. And yeah. um, sometimes we don't anticipate that need. Uh, again, thank you very much for being on the show. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to the Red Sea Roundup. Uh, you can hear us every Wednesday here on at 11 o'clock on Red Sea Catholic Radio. And... Uh, if you're considering how to spend your time, talent, and treasure for the people of God, always round up. Thank you.